And now, on Prophetic Faith. to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 4, Part 2. We've been learning so much about, the, about resisting the devil. Now, many people, like I said last week, many people have been told wrong. They've been told that you just need to hunker down and endure it and just let the enemy beat on you a little bit, but somehow, in some way, you're going to get past this. That's not what God has called you to do. He has called you to resist the devil. That word resist means to put a mighty stand against him. Not backing up like this, but putting a mighty stand against him. Holding that shield of faith in front of you saying, I'm not backing down. <clears throat> You're not taking my stuff. You're not going to tell me how I'm going to live, but I will not comply. We said that over and over last week, and I hope that you've been waking up every morning saying that over and over. I will not comply. Now, as we get in, on into this program tonight, we're going to learn also that uh, the kingdom of God is working for us at all times. And what does that mean? That means that whatever problem or situation that you're seeing right now in your life, Look for the power of God in it, or should I say it like this, over it. Because let me say something real quickly and then we'll get on into this, that if you don't recognize God's power over something, you won't fight against it. Now there's many people think, uh, or should I say it like this, that they dwell on the problem. Oh, it's so big. It's so strong. Oh, you know, how many other people have not made it through what I'm going through right now? And they begin to dwell on all these things. You're not going to put a resistance against the enemy like that way. No, you're going to buckle under pressure. That's not what God wants you to do. God wants you to meditate on who He is, what He can do, what His Word says He'll do every single time. And what he's done, and meditate on the things that he's already done in your life. And I'm telling you, when you do that, a a spirit of liberty begins to raise up in you and say, "Give me liberty. I will not stand against this. I will not let the enemy keep me in bondage. But I'm going to put up a mighty resistance." Let's get into this message right now. It's really going to touch you, and I'll see you in just a moment. Go to Ephesians two eight and nine. Listen to what this says. It says, for by grace you are saved through what? Faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So in other words, it's not by how you would conjure up something. 
not by your devices, but it's by the grace of God. When you lean on God and trust on Him, He is giving you grace to stand even in the midst of pressure. He is giving you grace to believe Him for something that is impossible in the natural. Somebody say hallelujah on that. That's what grace is for. And see, before grace, you couldn't do that. But now the Bible says it is by faith, come on, in Jesus Christ that we are saved. It's by faith. But that faith works by what? Grace. God's empowering. Man, brother, how did you stand through that? It was the grace of God. Come on. How in the world are you believing God in this? Even though everything in the natural tells you there ain't no way it's going to happen. It's the grace of God. Amen. What does it mean to be humble? Go back to verse 6 right there. Now, people get tripped up on that when it says humble. What does that mean to be humble? Now, I'm going to shock you. Because, see, humble, when people hear the word humble, they hear this. I'm good for nothing. I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. I'm ugly. All this other stuff. Now, you know, Mary, I can't proceed out of my mouth. Come on. For most people, that's what it means to be humble. But that's not what that means. Let, let me say it to you like this. If you have that attitude, the enemy's going to ride you like nobody's business. He's going to beat your brains out. Why? Because you got this attitude. I don't deserve healing. I don't deserve blessing. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. We see songs about how we're not worthy. That's a lie. Come on, that's a lie. Jesus made you worthy. Come on, somebody. So when we sing songs and talk about how we're not worthy, we're saying that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. But can somebody praise God in here this morning that can tell me as a witness that the blood of Jesus is enough. Come on. The blood of Jesus is enough. That we now live by His righteousness. Come on. His righteousness. Don't tell me I'm not worthy. He made me worthy. Come on. He made me, what? The Father made me joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to be humble? Write this down. The Greek word is tapinos, which means, watch this, being God-reliant rather than self-reliant. Let me say it again. When I am humble... I am God-reliant. I'm dependent on Him, His strength, His power, His work, instead of my own. Ooh, that's a big difference, isn't it? When the world says you're not humble because you have this and have that and think you're this and that, you just brush them off and say, get behind me. That's what he said to Peter, wasn't it? But what does it mean to be humble? It means that you have, you have come to the point where you no longer rely on your resources. Oh, come on. Your resources. But God, I don't have enough. I know. That's why I'm telling you to depend on me. Come on now. But God, I'm not strong enough. I know. Let the weak say, I am strong. Come on. But God, I don't have this and I don't have that. Well, good news is I'm El Shaddai. I'm the God of more than enough. Come on, somebody. Yeah. To be humble is to be God-reliant. Yeah. 
I'm leaning on Him. Can somebody bear witness with me in here this morning and say, yeah, I'm leaning on Him. I'm not trusting in my own self. I know that I do not have the power to bring these things forth in my life. I don't, do, I don't have it. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough uh, talent. I don't have enough prestige to do this thing. So that's why I'm trusting in God. And the Bible says to the humble, to those who are God-reliant, He has given more grace. Let me tell you something. Grace will shut doors that no man can open and grace will open doors that no man can shut. Are you listening to me? Come on. Grace will bring you before kings. Grace will bring your favor in your life like you've never seen before. People that was more qualified for your job, you will get the job because of grace. Come on somebody. See, if you look up the definition of grace, you'll see it's God's unmerited what? Favor. Favor will make you qualified. <laughs> Woo! Favor, grace, the Bible says grace, our, our gifts work by the grace of God. And the Bible also says this, watch, your gifting will make room for you. Somebody say hallelujah. So when you realize that, you begin to shut off your works. I, I know I can't do this within myself, but I can do all things through Christ. Are you hearing me? See, you begin to lean to that way. And you begin to start handling things that come up in your life. Brother Robbie, do you have issues come up in your life? Absolutely. Do you have problems come up in your life? Absolutely. But I guarantee you, most likely, I don't handle them like you do. That's not to be mean. That's to tell you because I found a better way. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I found a better way that's a whole lot better than what the world tries to conjure up. It can't be done. Now watch. A thief in your house. Now I touched on this just a second ago. I said if you have that type of mindset that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm this, I'm that, let me tell you what's going to happen. The enemy is going to rock your head. I've never heard it put like that. Well, believe it. Why? Because he's looking for people. I, I touched on this last uh, a, a few weeks ago. He's a, as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. Who's he talking about? Christians. He's already got the world. He's talking about Christians who are not what? Sober-minded. Or in other words, that are not in the mind of Christ. Thinking like God. Reasoning like God. Talking like God. Now, think of it as a thief in your house. Now, anybody in here, if a thief was to break in your house this evening, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. If a thief was to break in your house this evening, would you just say, oh, I'm not going to fight you, I'm not going to take a stand against you because I'm not even worthy to have this house. You take whatever you want in this house. Huh? You, why wouldn't you do that? That's humble, isn't it? That's being humble. I'm sure they're probably hungry. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You see how ignorant that sounds? But you know what? So many Christians do the same thing. With their peace, their health, their joy, their prosperity, all of it. When the thief comes in. See, everything the enemy's got, he stole it. 
Do you understand that? He stole it because the Bible says that Jesus brought him to naught. That word naught means zero. He had nothing. He was stripped of everything. Well, what's it? Why's he got money now? Why's he got power now? Because somebody gave it to him. Come on. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. So whatever he has, he what? Stole it. Who did he steal it from? People who don't know who they are in Christ. Come on. It's no different than if a thief was to come into your house. You just say, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to put a stand against you. You just take whatever you want. Just whatever. Just don't hit me too hard or something like that. That would be foolish, wouldn't it? But can I tell you something else? It's also foolish for the saints to let the enemy take your, take your health, to take your money. Come on. To take your peace, to take your joy, to take your kids. Come on, somebody. It's time you take a stand against the thief. And if you'll listen to me in here today, if you'll listen to this teaching, I'm going to teach you how to get back what the enemy stole from you, and I'm going to teach you how to keep it from happening again. Somebody say amen on that. I'm going to teach you this morning. James 4, 7. Read it with me. Submit yourselves to whom? Resist whom? So watch this. Don't submit yourself to the devil and resist God. And what happens when you resist him by submitting to God? Now, many have quoted this scripture, but today we're going to learn exactly what this means. Amen? Now, so you should read it like this. Watch this. Many have quoted this, but watch this. It says, to bring yourself, submit yourself. That word submit means to be under subjection. When you are under subjection to something, you are under its power, its control, and its influence. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what, when you say, I am subjecting myself unto God, I am subjecting him, myself unto His power, His control, His way of doing things. Now, it just so happens that this God that we are submitted to also has a kingdom. Come on, somebody, talk to me. And He has a kingdom, which means He has a realm. And in His realm, He has a certain way that things go, and they don't go any other way. Are y'all listening to me? See, we know that in His realm there is no sickness. Sickness cannot stand in the kingdom of God. Come on. He's, but health stands in the kingdom of God. We know that poverty cannot stand in the kingdom of God, don't we? Because prosperity is of the Lord. We know that depression, you can't be sad in heaven, can you? You can't be sad. You can't cry tears of sorrow in heaven. That's impossible, right? Well, why is it not impossible in the natural? You say, what, what are you talking about? That's when we get to heaven. That's not what he prayed. He told us to pray. I'm going to bring you up this morning. What did he tell us? He said, you pray, our Father that are in heaven, we honor your name. Your kingdom come. Your will. Where? So are you telling me we ought to be living on the earth just like we would be living in heaven? Yes. Woo! That stretches even me. Come on. 
That stretches me. I'm with you. But that's what God said. Are you listening to me? And see, so that's our goal. What is our goal? Our goal is to live here on the earth just exactly as we would live in heaven. Why? Because sinners will see that and say, My God, my God, truly He is God. I want your God. Are you hearing me? Teach me. Amen? So watch. So if God, if we're subjecting ourselves to God, we're also subjecting ourselves to His kingdom. His way of doing things. Amen? He said if you got the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like that. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, come on, you would speak unto this mountain. What is that? That's, uh, that's submitting myself, that's subjecting myself to the way of the kingdom. So first and foremost, before I could ever resist the devil, before he could ever get up off of me, I have to subject myself unto the kingdom of God. Which real simple is this right here. If, if the enemy is attacking me in one certain area, okay, I'm not going to name a specific one, but one certain area. Okay, if I'm going around trying to use everything else to meet that issue in my life, am I subjecting myself unto God? No. So therefore, guess what? The enemy, I cannot resist him. Because my only, watch this, my only power against him is what? Faith. Amen? That's my only power against him. Uh, in myself, I do not have the power to do it. Amen. I don't have it. He'd knock me out. But by faith, I destroy his works. Amen. And the Bible says, watch this, the, that Jesus gave us power of attorney over all the power of the enemy. That means authority. So watch this. So I've got to make up my mind. First and foremost, what area is the enemy attacking you? Get that in your mind right now. What area? What area? Money. Somebody said mind. Who's is the enemy attacking your body this morning? Somebody lift your hand. Body. Okay, whatever area. Watch this. First thing you've got to do is get in the will of God, the kingdom of God, and learn his will concerning that. And see his way of meeting that. Now there's, like, like for healing, there's many different ways. You can pray the prayer of faith. You can get the elders to lay hands on you. Come on. You can quote, watch this, you can make confessions on scripture. There's several different ways that healing can come forth. But if you don't do any of those, can you resist the devil? No. It's still going to be on your body. You see what I'm saying? So first and foremost, I've got to make up my mind. This is what I'm standing on and I'm not being moved by it. What did God tell you? Whatever God told you, that's what you stand on. God told, uh, God told Dave a few weeks ago, he said, I want you to start reading uh, First and Second Timothy. I want you to read the, both entire books. And Dave was talking about how uh, Jolene had got him a new Bible, Amplified Bible. Praise God. You got the best sister, don't you? You remember that. Now watch this. And I said to Dave this morning, I said, uh, he's talking about how great it was reading that. I said, where are you reading that? I was trying to catch him. If he's going to say, well, I'm reading in Matthew. Or I said, why are you not reading in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy? 
see, what I'm trying to tell you is you need to take the Word of God and stand on it. Amen? Don't put your prophecy on a shelf. Hear me now. You get in the Word of God what it says about your prophecy, and you work that prophecy. You stand on that. That's your rhema. That's your, your sword of the Spirit. Okay, now watch this. So first, I get in that kingdom mindset. I've subjected myself to the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, I'm prosperous, I'm healthy, I'm empowered, I've got peace and I've got joy. Well, what's your bank account saying? What's your situation saying? What's your body saying right now? You see, all those right there, watch this, is the enemy's attempt to persuade you off of what you've been believing God for. You see what I'm saying? To resist. The Greek word here, to resist, it means anthesome, which means this right here. It means to combat him in thought, speech, action, refusing to let go or be pushed back. Refusing to comply. Now, I, I, I got to get this real quick. I couldn't take all these notes because it would have took several pages to write all this down. But I took a picture of it. And I want you to get this right now. When the Bible says to resist the devil, this is what most people think. Hunker down and just hold on. Oh, brother. Praise God. Thank God for the word. Amen. That is our two-edged sword. That is the sword of our spirit, or the sword of the spirit that we use to, to defeat the enemy, to push him backwards so that you and I can advance. Now again, let's go back to that word resist. What does it mean? It means to combat him. Not hunker down, but to combat him in thoughts, in speech, in action. How do you do that? When you speak the Word of God, when you meditate on the Word of God, when you act upon the Word of God, you are putting up a resistance against the enemy. And I'm telling you right now, he has to back up. He can't stand against it. Now see, I know, listen, I know that this is messing with your theology because you've been probably taught for years that, you know, it, it takes... It takes all this incredible things to make the enemy move and just somehow, some way, you might can move him an inch. No, no, no. You have all power and authority over him. Luke 10, 19 tells you that. You have it all. Now, when you, but if you don't combat him in your thoughts, if you just continually dwell on the situation, if you talk about the situation, if you act to respond to the situation, if the situation is causing you to, is telling you to worry, and then you go around and you worry, you put forth actions of worry. Guess what? You're not putting up a resistance against the enemy, and he's going to take your stuff. Now, see, that's what I want to tell you tonight: is that the enemy has your stuff. I've heard people for years upon years they'll say, "Well, God's holding this out on me, or God took this, or God took that." God did not take anything from you. The enemy took it from you. The Bible says he goes about the feet, or he comes to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. That's the that's the devil's objective. God said, "I've come to give you life, and life more abundantly." Now, how do we get our stuff back? We get it when we put forth a resistance. You see, anywhere that you see a battle go on, 
uh, in the Word of God, you'll see that when the children of Israel or the people of God put a resistance against them and the enemy begin to retreat, they leave back or they leave behind their spoils. And so the Israelites would come in and they would take the gold. They would take the prized possessions. That's what you and I are to do. When we put a resistance against the enemy, when we strike the enemy with the Word of God, I'm telling you something right now. It always brings something back to you. So I want to encourage you tonight. Go and get your stuff back. Go get your marriage back. Go get your health back. Go get your peace back. Because it belongs to you. The devil had no right to begin with to take your stuff. But that's what thieves do. They break the law. Amen? Well, it's time that we hold the enemy accountable to the Word of God and say exactly what Jesus said. It is written. I want to pray right now for those that are struggling, that need a healing in their body, whatever it is that you need right now. I'm going to pray that you resist. Because you see, I can pray and pray and pray and everybody else can pray. But until you make up your mind that enough is enough, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I will not comply. And you put up a mighty resistance against Him, we can pray until we're blue in the face. It's not going to change anything. So I'm going to pray right now that you will have boldness. That you will have a, an attitude of, I'm, I'm tired of being tired. I'm sick of being sick. Alright, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that is struggling, that's fighting, that's doing all these things, that may feel like their life is a broken record. Well, enough is enough. That time is done with and over with because you have taught your people how to resist. And that means to not comply, but to put up a mighty stance against the enemy. And I thank you, Father, that in this hour, your people are taking back everything that belongs to you and that belongs to them. Because, Father, you called us to live a life more abundantly, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you that you're fighting for us, and I thank you, Lord, that you've given us everything we need to have the victory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, those of you that have wrote us, that have contacted us through the ministry uh, outreaches, thank you so much for your words of encouragement or just your questions about uh, healing or this or that. It's my pleasure to write every one of you back. It's my pleasure to answer the questions as best I can with the Word of God, not with my opinions. And again, thank you, Faith Partners. You guys are awesome. When you sow into this ministry, you help us take this gospel further and further. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to take this good news, the unaltered Word of God, we want to take it to as many people as we possibly can. And with you and God, we are doing the impossible. So thank you. Now, keep tuning in every week. You're going to learn something from God. I promise you on that. But until then... Keep walking by faith. I'll see you next time. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
commanded in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.